Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. If this podcast helps you spiritually, will you consider helping us naturally? You can give online or become a monthly partner as we aim to help more ministries and release more content. You can give online today at thelife.cc. Enjoy today's message. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses uh, 16 through 18. I know I shared last Sunday on Joshua um, that where his leader Moses uh, had passed. And so now Moses uh, is literally left some things and instructions over into the hands of Joshua. Joshua is facing fear, but the Lord told him three times, be strong and courageous, that he would be with Joshua. So I just made it a decision to continue to read in Joshua. It was actually my week's uh, devotion uh, this week. And when I got over into verses 16 and 18, it really just struck a chord uh, with me because now Joshua is taking the place of Moses and he is now the new leader. Moses has passed. So now you're facing a new leader. Have you all ever been faced with a new leader? Be it a teacher at a school on the job, you're faced with a new person. And so Joshua gave some instructions, and this is how they responded to Joshua, their new leader. Verse 16, then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with us as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So here they are. They're facing a future with a different leader. Are you facing a future with a different leader? Social media, the news, the voices of other people that are constantly wanting our attention, constantly wanting our eyes, wanting our ears. And in this moment, these people, the children of Israel, could have decided to do something else, but they decided to do three things. And I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. What was Joshua doing even while Moses was living that they will make the statement, whatever you tell us to do, wherever you tell us to go and whoever, hey, we're with you. We're going to stick beside you. And this is one thing that I learned before there is outward fruit there is an inward root. So a lot of times in life, we want to see some good fruit, right? But it's that root that's determining what our life is going to look like. And so one of the things that I always look at and in evaluating my life is do I have the right people in my life? Do I have the right people that's taking me in the right direction 
do I have people that's taking me in the wrong direction or am I trying to do life alone? Meaning I don't have anyone in my life. Yesterday, I, I met with some, some friends of mine. We've actually, uh, we st- it started off with one guy and then now it's six guys at the table. And so with this, we made a decision uh, back in 2012. And we was like, we want to get other men at the table. So with this, we started doing this. And in 2017, there are six guys now at the table. So we made a decision. Where do you want to be in the next 10 years? And we wrote out the goals. And in February 2027, February 8, we're going to open that letter to see where we are. Have we accomplished those goals? And so we sealed the envelope and I'm keeping the letter. So we had to make sure the letters would not be opened even by me. So, you know, where you seal the envelope, that's where everyone signed <laughs> their name to make sure when we open it, that was the first time that we will open it. And so there we were yesterday morning at the table, having conversation, talking where we want to be in life, where we want to go in life. And there were different things we started noticing as we started talking at the table. We was at Primo's in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And there we were having a good breakfast. And we were just amazed on how we started talking surface level. And then we went like deep, like we went down deep and just talking about men things. And with this, we just started encouraging each other like, we know we have this table. How are we helping other men to get to their table? Did you know there's a table that you're to be sitting at? Did you know that there's a table that is waiting for you, for you to get encouraged, for you to get built up? But at times we don't realize that the very thing that we need in life to move forward, we're not getting to that place. We're not getting to that table. And sometimes the root that is in us, we don't even realize the wrong root that we have in us because over a spirit of of life, there are different things that have happened to us. The wrong people have gotten in our lives as much as we wanted to do good and see good. Some way, somehow the wrong people have gotten in our lives. And it's like, how do we get the right people at the table with us so we can go in this direction that God has for us. So the question that I have for you today and even myself after reading this, will we make the decision that says, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whoever you tell me, whoever you tell me to let go, I'll let go. Has it ever been hard for you to let someone go? Lord, you just don't understand. They've been there for me for years. That's my boy. That's my girl. And God is like, they're not saying the same thing that even you are saying. But you're praying to me to help you. And I'm trying to help you. And I'm like, you have to let them go. Because the words that they're saying to you is speaking death. It's not bringing life. And so God is saying, whenever 
I tell you who your whoever is, I need you to let them go. You know, sometimes you are your own whoever. Sometimes you're literally your own whoever. So like, oh, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I do. Lord, wherever you tell me to go. Who? Lord, I'm not going to do that. Lord, gee, I'm not going to do that. Personal testimony. So we're here in Poindexter campus. And I can remember the day I walked in. And I was like, Lord, you got to help me out because March 26 is coming around the corner. I know, son. But I just need you to speak my words. But I'm like, Lord, Lord, you, you don't understand. People are coming. And I got to have this one. Everything else is in place. But there's one thing I need. Lord, I need you to fix it. I, but I just need you to speak my word. Lord, you don't understand. I'm saying it's a deadline. March 26. So what was it? Pew cushions. Y'all yeah, know. March 26, we opened up. Didn't have no pew cushion. Just wood bench. And I'm like, Lord, that's going to hurt after five minutes. People going to be shifting. They're going to be moving. They, and it's like, come on, Lord. Like, you got to help me out. So while I'm thinking about that, there's another thing that I'm thinking about, too. It's the smell of the building when people walk in. I'm like, Lord, it got to be, be smelling good. So I'm trying to hold on to one thing. And the Lord is saying, hey, will you let this go and do what I tell you to do? And all he was telling me to do was, will you just speak my words? Will you just keep thanking me for the pew cushion? But I'm like, Lord, the pew cushion not going to be here March 26. They're not going to be here for Easter. And they're not going to be here for after Easter. Son, will you let the dates go? Whoever. See, the dates are speaking to me. He's like, I don't need you to focus on the dates. I need you to focus on what I'm telling you to do. Speak my word. Trust me. I got you, son. I got you. But I'm like, Lord, it's too long. The pew cushions. We need the pew cushions. And lo and behold, March 26 rolls around. People are in here. The members are in here. A lot of you all were in here. And then all of a sudden I recognized. It was like, man, the building, it smells so good. And the Lord was like, all your wife did, she just sat down and plugged it in. Wait a minute, Lord. She just sat down and plugged it in. He's like, yeah. She went to Walmart, got the plug-ins and the air freshener. She got to the campus Opened the package, put the, the inserts of the plug-in, the plug-in inserts in the wall adapter, and she sat down and plugged it in. And when she sat down and plugged it in, there was a power source that was waiting on the other side. But she had to plug it in. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I got it now. 
So literally, this was the illustration that he had me to do this morning. I'm like, Lord, come on now. Don't let me do this in church. Whoever. Because the body would say, man, don't do that. They're going to look at you like, man, did you see pastor this morning? (laughs) Can't believe pastor did that. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. Wherever he tells you to go, go. And whoever is not speaking the words of God in your life that you need in that moment, you need to release them from your life and and you need to do something. Because sometimes in life as a Christian, it get uncomfortable. Do you mind if I sit here? Thank you, man. See, in life, it gets a little bit uncomfortable. The Lord tell you to do something. See, I just need you to sit down and plug it in. See, the very words that God has for us in our life, the very words that God needs for us to speak, when we speak those words, we're tapping into a source that's on the other side that when we connect with God, his power and his availability is already there. So when we sit down and plug it in, just like my wife did, there is an aroma, there is a freshness that comes in no other way that can come. Not only will you be able to smell it, but others will be able to smell it and experience the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Now, I don't know everybody on this road. I see my classmate over here, Dominique. But in life, God would tell you to go somewhere and sit down and plug it in. I know the pew cushions will not be here on March 26th, but will you still speak my word and thank me that the pew cushions are coming? I know the pew cushions won't be here on Easter, but will you still sit down and plug in my word and speak the word only. So sometimes in life it's going to get uncomfortable. He's going to tell you to go and sit somewhere. He's going to tell you to go and speak to someone. He's going to tell you to go and smile at someone that right now you don't want to look in their eyes. You don't even want to see their face. You actually want to go in the other direction. But God is saying, will you just sit down and plug in my word? Because what you don't realize is the very person that I'm sending you to is the very person at times will be the person that will help you get to the next step, that will help you get to the next level. But I need you to realize that bitterness and that unforgiveness that you have on the inside is a stumbling block. It's an obstacle that is holding you back and holding me back from pushing you forward in the plan that I have for you. Before there is an outward fruit, there is an inward root. And at times we pray, Lord, I want this new beginning, but God is like, I need this ending. I need this to be ending right now. See, there's a necessary ending Before a necessary beginning. And God is saying, I need you to pull back from those people that you're used to. And not that they're bad people. They're just not speaking my words right now to get you to the destination and the place that I have for you. And even that you desire for yourself. So my question for you today, who is at your table? I'm not talking about just eating with your cornbread and greens and neck bone. 
turkey and dressing, catfish, filet. <laughs> but who is at your table? It's not the food only that's feeding you. Their conversation. Their conversation is feeding you. Who is at your table? So one of the things that I like to do is evaluate myself, evaluate where I'm at, making time to get the right people at my table, making time to evaluate who is at my table. Five years from now, this is where I want to be. Ten years from now, this is where I want to be. Who is at your table? Psalms 23, verse 1. We all know it. The Lord is what? My shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack anything. The Lord, he is our shepherd, meaning he's guiding us. He's leading us. So whenever he tells us who our whoever is, we have to pull back. Sometimes, as I said, that whoever is ourselves, right? I can remember these for the single people. I can remember it was back in July 2005. Y'all, Kimberly O'Neill at the time, she was liking me so much. I was liking her too. So she was in, we both were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's where my apartment was. I went to Stillman College in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but I knew I would always come back to Mississippi. So in making this transition, listen to me, I knew, and I'm gonna come back and explain it, because if I don't, y'all, I'm gonna be in a hot seat on the way home. There are times that you need to separate in order to come back. So with this, at that moment, Kim and I, we were in conversation. She was, you know, wanting to date, wanting to get married. I did too, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready, Lord. I don't know if I'm ready. This one thing he said, you're going to have to pull away. What? I'm already pulling away. I'm leaving Tuscaloosa, coming to Jackson, Mississippi. So lo and behold, I had to tell Kim in July 2005, don't call me. I'll call you. Y'all, it was so quiet on that phone. I thought she hung up. Like, hey, hey, are you still there? Mm-hmm, I'm still here. And so what I told her at that time, I said, according to me, according to my flesh, I would say yes, but I don't want to do that. Well, what am I doing in that moment? I'm not only just looking at my life, I'm looking at her life. I said, I know you're a good woman, but I don't want to mess up your life. So what I need to do, I need to pull away and I need to begin to hear what is God saying? What is God speaking? Because me in that moment, I was trying to find myself identity. And so I had identity and all these other things. But before I could get identity, I got to get clarity. Because once I get clarity, identity automatically comes. 
So I had to get clarity from the one who created me versus the false identity or the false identification of these other things that I was looking to. So the rest is history. I got that clarity and she's sitting on the front row, Kimberly Berry, my wife. But what I had to do first, had to pull away. She wasn't saying anything bad. It was just in that moment, God is like, I need you to pull away because there's some words I need you to hear. There are things that only you and I can get from God that we can't get from anybody else. And so that is why God is saying you and I, we must have the right people at the table with us. So here's some practical steps that I do to get the right people at the table. But also, too, when I have the right people at my table, I honor them. I give honor to people who have made investment in my life. So here's one. My dad, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'll read it. He sent this on December 26th, I mean, December uh, 24th, 2021, at 10:12 a.m. My son, as you know, this is not a call by people. Yes, people can say, I would like for you to do this. But this is a call by our father to you and your family. Your heart must be his heart for his people. You must be before him at all times to know his blueprint for his church and for his people. Love is the number one way, as you know. Much time in prayer and reading his word. Strong love for God, your family and God's people. Always in prayer before him in everything you are doing. Yes, he has called you, and I believe this. And I believe you will do what he asks you to do for him. My son, you have my blessing and your family always to do your father's will for his glory. This calling is for God's heart to you and your family's heart to follow his will. The blueprint in Jackson, Mississippi. I believe he is calling you for people to know him and to see God is real and he will bless them, heal them and give them a better life now. I believe he has called you and your family to be a blessing to the city of to the city of Jackson at this time. And our father will be your helper to help them to believe in him. They will know he is a God of love. So God bless you and your family. And your team as you do his will for Jackson. You and your family have a wonderful evening day in our Lord, Dad. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. We were actually in Tuscaloosa, Alabama when Dad sent that text. And I was in a moment that where when I got the text, I'm like, man, I ain't going to read that text. I don't have time for that text. Nobody want to see that text. I had so many other things going on, but the Lord said, write this down. Read it. And I got this before my eyes and I wrote it and I go over it. Who is pouring into you? Who is speaking into your present? So you can continue to live out the future that God has for you. I also evaluate where I am going in life. And I'm like, do I have these people at the table with me on where I'm going? First Timothy chapter four, verse 
verses 13 uh, through 16. First Timothy chapter four, verses 13 through 16. Here you have Paul encouraging uh, a young man by the name of Timothy. Timothy has Paul at his table. And I'll just read verse 16. This is what stands out to me. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Watch your life. I'm not trying to create a life. I'm just trying to live the life that God has already created for me. That is already blessed. Say that again. I am not trying to create a life. For many years, I tried to create my own life. And out of creating my own life, I was out of church for eight years. But when I allowed myself to follow the plan that God had for me, what I didn't do in eight years, God did in four years. Where I'm standing today, this was not my plan. When I say this was not my plan, I knew God wanted me in ministry, but I didn't feel that I was qualified for ministry. Because I was looking at my past. I still had the whoever's in my life that he was telling me to let go. So as much as I prayed and as much as I cried, I couldn't get to my destination. Because I was still holding on to the whoever's that I needed to let go of. And so I wonder today. Maybe there's some here and they're saying, man, I know God has a plan for my life. I know God wants me to live a good life. But right now, I don't even know what that plan is. You know, the first plan God wants you to know and realize he loves you. See, for me, I was looking at my mistakes, my failures, how I lied to my dad and mom. Man, I never forget it. Trying to create my own life. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. Things not going well at all. Hey, dad and mom. Hey, what's up, son? What you got? Hey, I got me a job in Birmingham at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I was nowhere near Cross or Shield. (laughs) Trying to create my own life. So I go out the house. And my goodness, life, I thought it was good, but it became miserable. And when I finally got back home in church, one thing I noticed, my parents, they were introducing me to different people. And I'm like, man, y'all know everybody in this church. They're at their houses, eating, fellowshipping, talking, laughing, goofing off, having fun. I'm like, I didn't even know you could have that much fun in church. And so even for me, finding men to play basketball with, Tim Ward is one of the guys, Willa McKinnis is one of the guys, and we're hooking up together playing basketball, talking Christian noise. Did you know Christians could talk noise on a basketball court? 
said, boy, look at that. I said, okay. I'm like, wow. But I have these men that are with me at the table. And so it's like for all of us, I know we have dreams, we have desires. But we have to get the right people at the table at, with us. So today, I just want you to evaluate where are you in life? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? And if not, let's look at the root. Because if you don't see the fruit that you would like to see produce, I want to encourage you. Hey, y'all, let's get that fruit out. What they say? One bad apple. Look at that. We all know that. But at times, we don't want to get rid of that bad apple. Because that bad apple has been with us five years, ten years. And from that place, we're like, man, I don't want to let them go. They've been so good. Well, what about them, Lord? Well, what about this? Or what about how they going to feel? What they going to say? What they, God, like, I don't have anything to do with that. So, whatever he tells you to do, will you do? Wherever he tells you to go, will you go? Even if it's sitting on the pew, some pew cushion, don't even know who you're going to sit beside. But you just sit down and begin to plug the words of God over your life. Because one of the things I pray for daily, God, whatever conversation I need to be in, get me to that table. I don't want to force myself. I don't want to make myself to get uh, to force myself or make myself to be in a position at a table that I shouldn't be in. But it seemed good. It looks good. And so with that, my wife and I. We always sit down. It's like, where you want to be, babe? Where do I want to be? And so I can remember in 2013, because I'm always that person that's looking for leadership. Who is in a place where I want to be that's already there? So me, y'all, I'm good to send out emails, three question emails to people that I would like to pour in my life. I just simply ask them three questions. Where are you now in your life? What did it take for you to get there? Can you help me to get to where I want to be in life? That's all I ask. So I sent this to some some leaders over a corporation. And they sent it back. So time after time, they would do things and ask me, hey, what books are you reading? I tell them, hey, read this book. A month is over. Hey, read this book. Hey, read this book. I'm like, good Lord Jesus. I just asked for these three questions to be answered. You're giving me all these leadership books. But then I'll go back and I'll share what I'm learning. I share what I'm putting in my life. I share. Next thing I know, they started opening up their life to me. And when I say opening up their life to me, they're sharing with me their life's journey and things that they have done and how they have laid up things for their grandchildren and their great grandchildren and their great, great grandchildren. Things that even though I'm not their blood relative, 
I'm actually experiencing some things as a blood relative, as though I'm like their own family member because they see the value that I'm giving back to them by just simply doing what they're asking me to do. And a lot of times it's challenging y'all because it's helping me overcome some fears. Did y'all know pastors have fears too? (laughs) We're human, just like you. But they encourage us in the word. Who's helping you overcome your fear? Who's helping you overcome your doubts? Who's encouraging you to run with the vision that the Lord has given you? Not just once a year on your birthday, not just one time on a Father's Day, but weekly. Who do you have in your life that's encouraging you daily? I know some of you all have visions and dreams that you've been holding on for five or ten years. I don't know who this is for, but you've been holding on to them. And you're like, Lord, who do I give this to? Who do I speak to? Who do I share this with? And God is like, will you trust me? Would who I tell you to sit down at the table with these things? Because there are some things that people aren't experiencing right now because we're not moving in the direction that we need to. I end with this story right here. Just came up in my heart. I wasn't going to even share it. I'm a basketball fan. So March Madness. You know, those tickets are sky high, like 15,000, 20,000. I'm like, Lord Jesus, that's a car. But I'm like, I don't have that type of money. So me, I'm like, man, I need to get in faith for $15,000 so I can go to a basketball game. That's what I'm telling myself. Sometimes you are your own whoever. Just send this person a text. What? Send him a text. Lord, I can't ask him for $15,000. What that look like? So I just send a text. I say, hey, I don't know if you know anybody, but if anybody ever come to you talking about some tickets, will you let me know? Okay. That was a Sunday. That Tuesday. Hey, I got two tickets for you. Mm-hmm. Got two tickets for me. Like, Lord Jesus, gonna be $15,000. This man, gotta pay this man back. Okay. And when they come, I'm gonna email them to you. Huh? You gonna email them to me? No price attached. This is just a benefit that the individual has. Pause. I'm over here, Lord, I can't believe I'm not in faith to believe for $15,000. He's like, I don't need you to be in faith. Sit down and plug it in. I just need you to sit down and send a text. So lo and behold, the tickets come. I asked a guy to go with me, Art Jones. He's sitting right here. So we go to the game. It was Coach K last game with Duke. So we're there at the Final Four in New Orleans. I only wanted tickets to the game. We get VIP diggers for food. Y'all, you can go back as much as you want. (laughs) 
Y'all, I was going back so much, I ain't even have to show my ticket no more. They're like, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. And this is what I said to Art. I said, Art, I need you to grow in faith. Not that he wasn't in faith. I said, I need you to continue to grow in faith. And he had that look at me like, man, what you talking about? I mean, it's good food. And you talking about growing in faith. I said, do you realize you are only in this moment because I stepped out of my whoever and trusted God and sent the text? This is something you didn't even ask for, but you are benefiting from it. It's because I grew in faith. You now get to experience this. I wonder how many people are not experiencing the life that God has for them because we aren't growing in faith. I wonder how many people aren't experiencing the life that they should be experiencing because we're afraid to send a text. I wonder how many people are not experiencing the goodness of God because we are afraid to have a conversation. And so here we are enjoying life together because we're taking steps of faith. Didn't need $15,000. It was already provided for. So could you be in faith for something that you shouldn't even be in faith for? I didn't need to be in faith for $15,000. I just need to be in faith like the Lord knows my desires and he wants to fulfill them. But will you sit down and plug it in? Will you sit down and plug in the words of God through a text, through a conversation, through an email. Sit down and plug it in. That's the title of this message. Sit down and plug it in. Worship team, y'all can go ahead and come on up. Because God, he's a good, good father. But the only way he can demonstrate that is we have to move into action. And part of that is making sure we have the right people at the table with us so we can experience his goodness. And as we sit down and plug in the words of God and speak his words over our lives, many people will come and experience the pew cushions. Many people will come and smell the aroma of the building. Many people will come and experience the goodness of God in your life and in my life because we have the right people at the right table. And so men, I simply want to do something that I I encourage men everywhere. It's like, how do I get men at the table with me? They're going to put this up on the screen. We have a young man here. His name is Jimmy Lucas. Matter of fact, this him right here. Raise your hand, Jimmy. He leads a men's life group simply called Kingdom Man, meets on Thursdays. And here on the website, you can go there and you can sign up. Making sure you have men at the table with you. And so for men, getting plugged in, getting encouraged, because we need this. We got to grow in faith. We got to step out into the things of God. But we got to have men around us. Same things that I'm, I'm even doing, uh, like I told the young adults here. I'm in a season now, I used to say, I want some people to come to my table. But now, young adults, no, I'm going to their table. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to sit at your table. 
and I'm going to have you ask me questions. I'm going to get on the hot seat. Whatever question you want to ask me, man, ask me. I just want to give to you what was given to me. So the young adults, I'm coming. I'm seeking you out. I'm finding you, and I'm coming to sit at your table. So let's bow our heads. Father God, just thank you for this day. Love you and appreciate you and grateful for all that you have done and what you're doing. Thank you for all of the fathers. Thank you that you are a good, good father. And I thank you, Lord, that a decision that was placed before all of us today, that whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. Wherever you tell us to go, we'll go. Whoever you tell us to stop listening to, we will stop listening to those voices and tune into your voice and you will tell us who we are to listen to, to have at our table. And maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, I need the right people at my table. And I know that decision starts with making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. Or maybe you're saying, hey, I did have Jesus at the table with me at one time, but I allowed other people to come in. And I just want to rededicate my life to the Lord right now because I need Jesus at my table. If that is you this morning, I'm just going to ask you to do one thing. And that's just raise your hand so that I can pray with you. If that's you this morning, would you just simply slip up your hand and I will pray for you this morning. You want to make that decision. Thank you. I see that. hand. you want to make that decision saying, Lord, whoever it is, I need to let go. I will let go. In Jesus name. Lord, thank you for the hands that were raised. Thank you for their hearts being turned toward you to follow in the direction that you have called them to. So everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for helping me realize that you have the blessed plan for my life. I don't have to try to create it. I just need to live it as I listen to you. So thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for sending the right people into my life so that I can follow your plan for my life. I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.